Welcome to the Bedpost Podcast. I, of course, am your host, Erin Pym. And if you're listening for the first time or uh, need a reminder for some reason uh, here at the Bedpost Podcast, what I like to do is bring fun and sexy guests into the studio to have a fun conversation about sex and sexuality. And uh, I have a really great guest that I'm very excited to interview. However, First, of course, I'm going to tell you about my Patreon, because that's how this podcast makes money, honey. Uh, And what you are getting on the Patreon is bonus mini episodes. This is just me talking in your ear for a half hour about my fun professional life as a professional dominatrix, and also my personal life as a polyamorous gal. And, um, you know, beyond that tier, there is some fetish content on there as well. There's some audio erotica that I've written and I read out to you. So if any of that interests you, or you just want to throw me a couple bucks and support, you can do so at patreon.com slash the bed post show. Without further ado, I have a really fun guest in the studio for today. She has been on the Bedpost stage show before. I have seen her perform a lot because she was actually a finalist in the world's biggest improv tournament with her uh, improv duo, Uber and Clonk. So uh, please welcome to the studio on the mic, everybody, comedic performer and writer Meredith Mullen. Yay! (laughs) Applause. (laughs) Hold for applause. Yes, edit that in. <laughs> Imagine just like a studio applause. Yeah, I'm going to need a laugh track for this, please. <laughs> can't do. So, hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm fantastic. I actually had a... Uh, I had a consultation this morning at my job, which means it wasn't like a session like for play, but it was a session just to talk. Okay. Do people pay for that? Like the cons- the consultation, I mean, do they have to pay? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I get handsomely rewarded. Um, okay. <laughs> I like the sound of that, honestly. <laughs> um, so that was my morning and then I, I got some McDonald's breakfast and then <laughs> <laughs> brought, brought a McDonald's breakfast to Matt as well. Very kind. Because I'm a good wife. And um, then I'm here with you. How about you? What was your day like? Yeah, I woke up uh, and then came right here. <laughs> I also, well, I had McDonald's coffee, so we're kind of on the same boat there. Okay, good. But I'm not married, so I didn't bring shit to anyone. <laughs> I brought it to myself, and that's enough for me. You gotta look out for number one, Meredith. That's so true. That is so true. Also, number like two, three, and four are the people who work at the McDonald's that I go to every day. Yeah, you gotta look out for them, too. I am looking out for them. Literally, I am. I, like, learn their names. They don't know me, but, like, I walk in, I'm like, oh, I I wonder if Mary Kate's here today. She's my girl. Oh, that's <laughs> nice. Because there's there's one in the subway station near my house, right? So yes, I couldn't avoid it if I wanted to. <laughs> that's nice though, because I mean, I work in the service industry as well, like waiting tables and bartending and whatnot. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's not a thing that people like actually like look at you and like care about how you're doing. Yeah. Yes, I work. I work like my day job as a receptionist at a hair salon, and so when people remember my name and come back, it makes me feel. So so good. Yeah. And I'm just like, they know who 
am. I feel seen. I do. So, okay, you are you are a very funny person. Thank Um, you. I had the pleasure of witnessing many an improv set of yours. Uh, during the world's biggest improv tournament, but also I see you a lot performing at the fifteen dollar beer beer comedy show. My favorite show in the city, Alan. What what? <laughs> yeah, um, just so much funny stuff happening from you constantly, and I do feel like you uh, really do incorporate like sex into your humor a lot. Is that fair to say? Oh, absolutely. Yes, <laughs> I I love it. I think it's funny. I think sex is. I mean, it's it's great, but it's very funny to me. Yeah, it can be very There's funny. Lots of parts of it that that because it's so universal i mean like lots of different things that go on during sex are so funny we if we don't laugh at it it's awkward right yes or yeah. it's like weird to not talk about it i don't know yeah we have to be okay with laughing at ourselves yeah. where sex is concerned i feel like oh absolutely and because i'm from nashville and it's very conservative yeah and we don't talk about it at least like well the area that I grew up it's like it's it's taboo it's bad and so now that I'm like free I'm a city girl I'm like I need to talk about it man who who wants to listen (laughs) and those people are the third floor of SoCal there you go yeah the second and third floor of SoCal yes Yes. (laughs) and is that like is that where that comes from do you think like not being able to talk about it earlier in your life so now you just want to a lot I don't I think so I don't know I think like I I think like I find humor in all things that are taboo not just sex like everything I guess and I just I think that just comes from yeah I guess being I don't want to say repressed but like being like told like don't talk about it you're you're classy you're a lady yeah lady. you're supposed to be a lady right yeah. and I'm like I am a lady I'm a lady who to fuck (laughs) yeah exactly yeah something I really liked that you said pre-recording like you were like I was listening to a bunch of episodes and they're like you know sex educators were like this is their job and you're like I just fuck for fun (laughs) okay there's nothing wrong with that I just fuck for fun I'm like yeah you do (laughs) we all do man if we didn't we'd be so angry yes we'd be sad totally so okay if we're talking about, like, what you're like, you know, as a sexual being, you know, how would you describe yourself as, like, what kind of, what kind of a sex person are you? I don't know. Um, I'm still exploring that aspect. I'm 22, so I, I've been in the game for very long. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm a, I'm a what is that called, a rookie? I don't know. Um, no, I don't know. I'm a freshman. I'm really, I'm a people pleaser in, in both aspects of life. Yeah. And also, I like, I like seeing other people enjoying themselves. Totally. And I think it's important, but it's also like ingrained in me. It's like, you do for this other person. Yeah. It, but in a good way, not like I'm, I'm, you're not giving looking up out for yourself. Own. Yeah, but I'm, I like seeing other people experience. Yeah, I think that's, uh, I think that's so underrated, like not to, you know, draw it back to the consultation I had today. No, please, please do. But, but I will right now. Um, and, and, you know, he was kind of saying that, you know, his partner will, will like indulge him in his kink. But, you know, he kind of knows that it's not her thing and she's kind of just doing it for him. So he's like... You know, that that makes me not so into it. Like, when I know she's not doing it because she loves it, I know she's doing it because just for me. So it kind of loses some of the edge. And I'm like, dude, no, but that's, like, 
all types of sex we do that. Like, you know, you do a little something for me, I do a little something for you. It's about compromise. It's about creating an experience where we're both satisfied. So yeah, there's times where I'm doing things for the partner to get the partner off. And mm-hmm. like, yeah, it might not be like my core favorite thing to do, but the fact that I get to do something for the person is a lovely thing. And it's like sexy for me to see the person receiving pleasure and me giving that pleasure. And not only that, it's like if I have an emotional connection to the person, it also is just gives nice, warm, lovey, fuzzy feelings Absolutely. for me to see the person happy too. So like, don't underplay, you know, the person doing it just for you. That's like, what an act that is. And that shouldn't make you feel bad about it. That should make you feel great. Like, oh my God, this person loves me enough to like do this thing for me. And they care about me getting off or me having a good time. Like, however that love looks like for you, it could be a fuck buddy, it could be whomever, a stranger that you're like, ah, oh, I want to show them a good time. Like, that's a really nice thing. And like, let them do that for you. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I love exploring like, different people their the different ways that different people experience pleasure it's crazy like learning about sex growing up and then doing it is like two such different things because you're like there's one way to do it like that's what they teach you right they're like this is how you do it a penis goes in the vagina and then it sits there and then that's it something (laughs) happens and someone gets pregnant (laughs) pretty much we don't know what happens in between but yes you'll find out (laughs) you'll figure it out by yourself just seeing like different people and what they like and what they've learned through other partners or through themselves and then showing you that it's it's very cool to me besides the like hot aspect the erotic aspect of it I'm just like it's so interesting how we're all human beings and we have like generally the same parts going on but like we like different feelings of different stuff it's it's so cool to me like just it is yeah and that's kind of an interesting point you're bringing up about like what we're taught and maybe why we all have like these really vast sexual preferences is because you know we're not really taught no one's taught so we all kind of have to figure it out by ourselves so that might be a factor in why you know everybody experience sex experiences sex so differently it can look like so many different ways because we're really not taught shit so we all just have to make it up. Oh, yeah. I didn't even have sex ed in school. I wasn't no? taught anything. I had sex ed through my church. Oh, wow. Which yeah. was insanely awkward and horrifying. What did that look like? It, it was not sex ed so much as it was, here's how you wait until you get married and pick one partner <laughs> and do that. And I'm like, that's great. If that's what you want to do, that's freaking great for you. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. like to ingrain in like a 12-year-old brain that this is what it is and there's nothing else besides this. And also it's always a cis man and a cis woman and then that's just how sex is, is such a twisted thing to teach you. And then so you get older and even still growing up in Nashville, I'm like, okay, there's not so much of an LGBT community or at least it's out and it's not really like that right now. It's very conservative. Yeah. So it still wasn't like that until I moved to Toronto and I meet people who are in open relationships, people who are trans people who are lgbt people with all different types of preferences yeah and i'm like holy shit there's so many different types of sex and there's so many things that i need to know i need to learn and i think that's also part of bringing it into comedy i'm just like my brain is exploding oh, from all yeah. the new information that i'm learning you know what i mean like yeah. people like people who are do this professionally as a job like you don't talk about that in in 
Nashville, where I'm from, like, you just don't. And I don't know. I'm bored of it being taboo. Like, it's boring. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like, oh, I'm, I'm over the novelty yeah. of it. Like, yeah, to see it as, uh, yeah, a weird thing that's kind of precious and like, oh, we don't, yeah, I'm, exactly. It, yeah. I'm tired of it. I'm yeah. over it. And I mean, it's great, like, keeping it as something intimate that you save for someone is such a special feeling, and if that's what you want to do with your sex, that cool. is beautiful, but, like, you're, you're cutting people off, like, before they get the chance to make that decision for themselves. And I was never told in any type of sex ed, like, this is an option to save yourself, or you could experience different people and be intimate with many different people. Because ultimately, what if you don't find that person that you want to marry until you're, what, like, 38, you know what I mean? And then mm-hmm. you spent your whole life... Why are you looking not... at me while you said that? I, I was not, there's no one else in the room. <laughs> but, like, if you're going to save yourself, then you wasted, like, a big chunk of your life not knowing what you want to do sexually. Yeah. That's, I think that's a waste, personally, of yes. time. Yes. And, and yeah, and all the joy and stuff that comes with having sex and comes with finding new partners and learning different things, you're, you're discounting yourself for yeah. the sake of, I don't know. Religion? Living up to an expectation that someone gave you when you were 12. Yeah. You know, it, I don't know. That's how I feel about it. Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> um, and I mean, even the whole exploring yourself thing, like a lot of people that, you know, have really conservative and or religious upbringings it's like when you finally do get into that engagement let's say you're engaged (laughs) to get married Mm -hmm. you know and you're and it's the first time you're doing anything and you have no idea what you like like that's not a great place to start uh two people you know their relationship for the rest of their lives that they're gonna have like to just have so many roadblocks right away because it's like okay, sh- show me what you like. And it's like, I don't know what I like. Yeah. And they're like, I don't know what y- I like either. Like, what a, what a, like, how pleasurable is that, <laughs> I know. Is that sex going to be when you're both just like, uh? And it goes um, back to, the, like, me, like, the interest in wanting to please the other person and what's so exciting about that. But if they truly don't know, I can't answer that for you. Yeah. And you got to, you have to know that for yourself. I can, like, help you kind of explore. Yeah. But don't if you're you're entrusting me to figure out for you to have an orgasm, I I can try a couple things, but beyond that, we can Google it. I gotta but... throw up my hands and just be like, well, that's something you gotta know. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it it you gotta figure it out, and it takes no pressure. But you know, yeah, I would love to have you experience that. Yeah, and that's just you know something we you need to have ownership of yeah. you know like not just relying on another person to give it to you whenever you need it you know sure. that's a lot says a lot about being an independent person just in general like you know that you can do that for yourself and have a good I mean like good sexual relationships it starts with your own personal relationship with your own sexuality You're, yeah right? I mean I definitely I feel like I've had partners who aren't comfortable with their own sexuality and their own bodies and stuff like that. And that's fine. And that's their, their journey, journey to yep. deal with. Yep. Yep. But it may, it does make it hard on the partner when you don't want me to explore you. You don't want me to, you know, be in this with you because you can't even be in it with yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like entering a relationship or anything. Like you have to be ready for it personally before you can take someone else on along for the ride, because yeah. it's not going to be fun for either of us. If we're just sitting there waiting for you to, try to have fun, force yourself to have fun. Yeah. I don't know, you know what I mean? 
Yeah, it, it's it's difficult because we are not cultured, you know, as people to to do that. Mm-hmm. To start early, kind of experimenting and exploring yourself and your own sexuality, and you know, exploring what that looks like with other people. Like we're we're not encouraged to do that, no. you know, as like young adults with other young adults. You yeah. know, like that's that's and let alone doing it, like just not talking about it, like pretending it doesn't exist. That's yeah, like, pretending that that doesn't you don't experience those feelings and. Meanwhile, hormones. Yeah, and you're, you know, you're like 17 or whatever, and you're like, well, I guess I just tell no one that I feel this way, and then you're just angry, you're like, yeah. you know, and I can't wait to have kids one day in a family and make it an open topic in the house. Yeah. I mean, not so open that it's creepy, but you know what I mean, like, <laughs> let them know, like, you're gonna feel this way one day, and if you it's want okay to, to learn about it, I will gladly talk to you about it. Yeah. Just because, and also, on a whole other point of that is so that they know how to be safe with partners yes because i like learn in sex ed whatever i learned from my church yes. is that you use you know any type of birth control to not get pregnant and then that's it and it's like completely discounting stds scis because well you you never had any other partners any way anyways yeah we're so. gonna make the assumption that you've both never yeah <laughs> that you're both completely virginal yeah yes and the only actual issue is can you know will she get pregnant yeah and that again is like assuming that it's a cis male and a cis woman yes you know so many factors like it's like you're really choosing specifics here it's really (laughs) assuming an awful lot (laughs) about just any two people on the planet yeah and so not yeah not learning about those it's like i had to retro retroactively Mm -hmm. later in life be like oh, I should be going to clinics, I should be getting tested, and I should be taking preventative measures mm-hmm. beyond getting pregnant, which yeah. is, I mean, something I'm preventing, but there's so many way scare. I don't want to say scarier than having a kid, but you know what I mean? Like, there's so many terrifying things that could happen besides sure. getting pregnant when you're not wanting to. And, yeah, for sure. Know. When did you start to, like, when did that dawn on you that you're like, oh? Probably when I moved to Toronto. So yeah. when I was 19, about, like, three years ago, and, you know, you're talking with friends and they're like, oh, yeah, like, I, I want to hook up with this guy, but I haven't gotten tested in a while. And you're like, wait, sorry, what? Tested for what? Tested for who? <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> like, what is that? Rewind just yeah. slightly. Um. <laughs> and then, you know, I mean, like, I knew it was a thing to get checked, but I'm like, oh, no, that's only for people who are sleeping around. You know, like what they yeah. tell you. And you're like, no, regular people need to be Everyone, yeah, everyone needs to get tested. You can't see from looking at someone's face that they have an STD or something, you know? And and then I was like, oh, if I want to engage in this type of stuff, I got to be responsible and I got to figure that out as well because it's, you know, and it's not fun to go into a hookup or seeing someone not knowing if they've been tested either. It Mm -hmm. causes way more stress. Yes, definitely. Something. Is that something you, what does that conversation go like? Um, is that something you request or ask or? I think like, yeah, it, it, first of all, cause if you're not, if you're not mature enough to ask them beforehand then you're not mature enough to engage in sex, that's just my personal opinion. Yeah. Um, if you're, well, at least if you're not mature enough to be like, okay, how do you want to use protect or do you want to use protection? Do we yeah, need what to barriers do you need? Do you yeah. use? Yeah. Beforehand. These are the ones I need. Yeah. yeah, and so, yeah, it's usually, I would say, it's a conversation that needs to happen 
before clothes are off because yes. I feel like that's a moment where your brain, your other yes. things take over. Yes. <laughs> so I think yeah, we need to talk about it before we're past the point of no return. That's yes. what I would say. Yes. <laughs> but usually, you know, I'm not gonna have a partner that I don't feel comfortable asking that. Um, Good. And just in my personal life, it's usually gonna be someone who I've had enough conversations with and been with enough to. That for that not to be an awkward up. subject, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think usually it's with someone who we have had that conversation just as a sidebar in the past just because as friends or as in a relationship. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think if if I were to do more hooking up, I think, yeah, it would have to be something that we talk about before clothes come off. Yes. <laughs> no, that's great. That's exactly uh, what I was hoping you'd say. Yeah. Um, yeah, for me, I love the fact that we can text now because yes. all these conversations can like be even less of a big, awkward, nervous, you know, yeah. shameful deal. Like literally to shoot a, a, a text off and be like, hey, I need condoms. I'm okay with not using a dental dam for mm-hmm. oral, you know, or I'm okay not using a condom for oral, but if we do vaginal sex, I need a condom. You know, just to just to like lay it out real quick, like in a text is like it's so easy to do that now. Yeah. Like just to be like, "Oh, hey, I have cold sores by the way." Yeah. Just FYI. Or, "Oh, hey, I got, you know, a few months ago I was tested for this, took antibiotics and and boop a boop, and I so I got my recent test that I'm totally yeah. Um, I and, don't have anything. And keeping that as, as an open conversation, like from the start, like just like as like I'm saying as like being a kid and learning that that's something that you have to ask about because yeah. when were we taught that? Never. I never was. Never. Like I had to pick it up from just my friends, like learning about it. And mo- and most people, it's really unfortunate when people learn that is when they contract something. When it's too late. Like That's when you learn, yeah. and then you're like, oh shit, well, the next, say the next time you hook up with someone, you're like, that's when you're like, oh god, I, I want to ask them, because I don't want to get something again. Yeah. Because I know how shitty that is, to have to deal with an STI or whatever. Mm-hmm. So most people learn that way, and yeah. it's like that they're trying to prevent it happening again, mm-hmm. which is unfortunate that we're not like told that first so that we all don't have to experience like an STI yeah to teach us those to have those conversations before we have sex with people yeah and and like in learning about sex like the the things that lead up to sex that you're taught is like okay do you have to be in love this is what I was taught yes. not what yeah. anyone taught this is the church yeah this, this is, is the church's <laughs> teachings yes but it's like you're in love first step you're in love second step you're married Third step, you have sex. It's like, there's a million other steps between those, and those don't have to be any of the steps, but it's like, as much as, like, it's a great, beautiful, like, you know, thing that happens, there are logistics about sex, and we can't just pretend like there aren't. There's things we gotta plan. I mean, it can be spontaneous, but there's things that we have to be prepared for. Yeah. Because as much as I love, like, being spontaneous... Yeah, having a passionate hookup or whatever. Yeah, like in the movies, it's like, okay, no... Real quick, do you have a condom? Are you on birth control? Are you, What's like, up? what yeah. do you prefer? Because, yeah, because it, yeah. it's so... What are you okay with? What are you not okay with that we yeah. do, you know? In like... the heat of the moment, it, you don't want to ask. You don't want to ruin that cloud of... Or that aura of, you know, like, Mystery sexy passion. and intrigue. But, and... I don't know, in a way, honestly, I think it makes it more sexy to know that someone cares enough 
and someone wants it to be an enjoyable experience for us. And it shows like a lot of emotional intelligence to me. Mm -hmm. Like when somebody asks about barriers beforehand, like shoots. So when I get that text, you know, um, giving their health status, like their sexual health status, I'm like, Oh, Okay, I'm dealing with an actual adult this time? Yeah. Fantastic. Oh, like, absolutely. I'm impressed when I get that text. I'm so happy to receive that text. Me too. Like, I've... There's nothing less sexy than going over to someone's house in anticipation of hooking up or anything and them not having any type of protection at their house. And what you're like... What are you like, doing, man? Yeah, I'm like, what do you want from this? Did you expect me to bring it with you? Or with me? Because, you like... Should. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's both of our responsibilities, and I would have if you had said, hey, like, I don't have any condoms, or hey, like, you know, but it's not sexy for me to arrive and... Because at the end of the day, we both know what's going to happen, so why are you pretending like this is a shock to you? Yeah, because that's what we're supposed to do, is, like, play coy and not talk about it and let it just happen, but it's like, dude, there's... As you're saying, like, there are a lot of logistics. Yeah, there are! And you can play coy while still having condoms and whatever else you'd like in a freaking drawer hidden away. Yeah. That you just keep, you know what I mean? Like, be coy, but then be smart. Don't be stupid. <laughs> I think it's so important. Don't be stupid, okay? Yeah. Ugh, <laughs> uh, yes, yes. And, like, for me, why, oh, another reason why I like kind of doing it over text is because, as you said, it's, like, well before any clothes are coming off. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, a lot more logical headspace yeah. to speak from. But also it gives you time to think about your response to a text like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, and it makes, it gives you more time just to make sure you don't forget anything. Like, for example, something that I would have to tell people, like I had this like little abrasion just at the opening of my urethra. And it, like, I, it felt like when I was peeing, it like was a burning sensation for like a year long. Oh my I had God. a little abrasion in there one time, just like a little tear, just from PIV sex, like that wasn't lubricated enough. Mm-hmm. And like that took forever to heal. So like something I would always have to tell people is like, Hey, for me, PIV, like I require lube because yeah. I've had an abrasion there and it's again, learning after the fact, yeah. you know? So I had that something like that happen to me before I realized, oh, I need lube during sex, like, just in case, you know? (laughs) And honestly, okay, speaking of lube, too, that is something that I'm tired of, it being, like, if you need, if you need lube as someone with a vagina, if you need lube, then you are, you're built wrong, Yes. you're not horny enough, you're not ready to have sex, that's so stupid. I hate it. I hate that, whatever, like, okay, lube is great and fun, and necessary for some people, but fun for other people and and everything in between yes literally it's like i don't know that's something that bothers me so much because like i i love lube (laughs) i like it and i think like when i introduce it to a new partner they're like why would you have this as if it's like something that's like for people who don't get wet or don't get horny and it's like no it's just freaking no, fun it's better with it i would say so yeah like would, depending yes. obviously of the like you can have shitty lube i've used some shitty lube yes at, like early in my life i've used some used some real bad lube you got and, shoppers and been like and i hate yes i because you know early in my life i was like yeah this is where i get lube yeah you know at shoppers get the ky well ky is okay it's- for some things 
but like by and there's large, good lube. There's good lube, out but there. there's lots better lube. Okay, than KY. <laughs> KY is formulated by doctors to do gynecological exams. Oh, is so it? it's not made to like last for like a lot of thrusting. It's not like it's meant to do like a two minute exam, and that's what it's what what it was originally formulated for. Interesting. Like nowadays, they've kind of incorporated pleasure into the product, so mm-hmm. they've put more factors into there. But like you know. 10, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, that's what it was for. Like, to put a bit on your tampon to put it in. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what it was. So, like, I'd use that lube, and I'd be like, I hate lube. Yeah, lube sucks. Lube sucks. Does anyone else think sucks. lube sucks? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you'd have to use, like, you try to use a lot because it wouldn't stay and then when you lose way too much lube it's just like insanely like too much lube yeah Yeah, you're you're slippery you can't feel anything and then you're wiping it off on the person's back you're like you're pretending like you're like being intimate but you're like trying to get your hands dry (laughs) i'm literally gonna fall down like i keep like trying to get up and i'm just like slipping yeah so like yeah that's yeah and that's something where i was like the first time i used good lube i was like oh my god yeah you go to a sex store for the first time and you try it out yes and these are things that are new to me because since we moved to toronto because they don't do this in nashville maybe they do but i didn't yeah and you're like why is this lube like ten dollars more than what's at shoppers and then you use it and you're like you we're never penny <laughs> this is worth and also also i don't need a gallon of it each time so i'm saving money so yeah. this is great yeah. yeah when you get a good quality lube a, da- a little dab will do yeah absolutely that's the thing too yes. yeah Ugh. okay i think it's at the time actually where we should take a break already so okay let's do that real quick and then we'll be back with meredith mullen Let's take a moment to talk about our lovely sponsors, shall we? First of all, Oasis Aqua Lounge is a water-themed sex club located right here in Toronto at 231 Mutual Street. Oasis is inclusive of all genders and orientations and is shame-free when it comes to pleasure and play. Check them out at their website, oasisaqualounge.com. Unicorn Collaborators is the local leather business of two queer unicorns. They specialize in luxurious and colorful harnesses for all body types, and even craft non-conventional ones for your thigh, fist, or foot. Check them out at their Etsy shop under Unicorn Collaborators. Lovecrafters Toys is a non-gendered fantasy sex toy line that makes weird and wonderful dildos in the shape of tentacles, unicorn horns, mermaid tails, and more. Their high-quality silicone is hand-poured right here in Toronto. Check out their Etsy shop at Lovecrafters Toys. ComeAsYouAre.com is a trans-owned, trans-operated sex shop that also happens to be feminist and anti-capitalist. They carry only the best sex toys and want to give you the best price possible. Next time, use the coupon code BEDPOST, that's B-E-D-P-O-S-T, when checking out at ComeAsYouAre.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Bedpost Podcast. I'm, of course, your host, Darren Pym, and I am here with comedic writer and performer Meredith Mullen. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) And, yes, quick apology just on the vacuum that was happening at the very end of uh, part one there. (laughs) 
the person just got real aggressive with it right outside the door. Yeah. <laughs> just like all of a sudden. <laughs> okay, so I have something fun for you, Meredith. I'm excited for this. We um at, we here at Dead Post. <laughs> me, I've started uh, a YouTube series, as you know, you're aware. Of, yes. But the listeners may not be. Um, it's called Bed Post Product Reviews, and essentially the uh, premise of the show is I review fun sex toys with funny people. So what I'm doing is getting a bunch of Toronto comedians. I'm getting them sex toys and they're usually um, kind of fun and, and hopefully something they've never really tried in the past and uh, just getting like a fun and funny review out of them. So yes. Meredith, you are going to be featured in the near future. I'm so excited. You and Carly Thorne. Yeah, but not together. Not, You're not a couple? We're You're not sure? together like that so don't please. Nobody assume that Uber and Clonk is a couple. No. Um, just a couple. Of friends. Just a couple, <laughs> yes, a couple of friends. <laughs> and so, what I usually do on the uh, the YouTube show is like, I get two of the toys. I try one, they try one. We go, you know, try and then come back, and then we talk about it on the show. But for this one, since uh, Uber and Clonk is such a prominent improv duo, I I got two toys, and I was like, okay, why don't I just give one to Meredith and one to Carly, and then I'll just interview them. So okay, so here we are. This is the first time you're seeing these. Ooh, they're not what I thought they would look like. Okay, okay. I like the colors. Yes, we've got a, a light pink and kind of a darker magenta pink. Yes. So we want to explain what they yeah, are. Yes, yeah, so please take them out oh, okay. of the thing so we can see. Okay. They're a lot bigger than I thought they would be. <laughs> to be honest. Okay. It's heavy. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, folks. These are Kegel balls. Oh, what do you hear there? They make a noise. What do you hear? ASMR. (laughs) (laughs) So Kegel balls. We've got two little silicone balls that are weighted, and they've got um, like a loose weight in it. So that's the knocking around you can hear, right? Mm -hmm. And then we've got on the other side, you know, it's kind of like a tampon string with mm-hmm. a little loop on the end for in- easy insertion and removal. <laughs> so basically, okay, you have not used one of these before. No, yes? I've never even heard of it. Before. Okay, exciting. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So these can be used um, like for health and wellness, uh, for pleasure, uh, and everything in between, basically. So what you do is insert them vaginally, like a tampon. And basically, they're kind of heavy, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. So your Kegel muscles are going to have to engage to hold them in there. Okay. Or else yeah. fall out. Well, depending on uh, your anatomy and depending on, like, these come in different sizes and they come in different weights. So, you know, depending on how this fits your body specifically, you may have to kind of clench your Kegels to hold them in there, or it might uh, stay in there comfortably regardless. But anytime you kind of move, you're going to feel that that knocking weight around, which will uh, make your Kegels instinctively clench. Mm-hmm. So either way, your Kegels are getting a workout, okay. whether it's to hold them in or it's that they're just getting instinctively clenching because of that knocking motion. And doing Kegels and exercising that, that's good for like your 
health, like your bladder health or something like that, right? It is, yes. A lot of people, like, it's like a preventative measure or if you do experience, like, a bit of leaking. Like, so I'm I'm 36, so I I have a bit of leaking. I for sure do. Uh, at my, uh, my elderly, elderly. Yeah, so old. So that's something that helps with that. Basically, uh, your PVC muscles, which are another... I'm not a scientist, by the way, nor a doctor. Um, but basically, like your Kegel muscles, your PVC muscles, your pelvic floor, these are all things um, that will help you in your sexual health, like because uh, those muscles are what you use to uh, orgasm. So, you know, building up these muscles gives you greater control over your orgasms essentially Mm -hmm. so it's good for stuff like if you've had a vaginal birth like to kind of re-engage those muscles Um, if you've had any sort of surgery or trauma um, which you don't have a great connection with those muscles it just helps it also just helps you have an awareness of those muscles um, that you can use in all sorts of ways like for better sex better masturbation um, and just better general sexual health and it feels good it can either feel kind of like foreign and like heavy and interesting it can feel pleasurable it can feel a lot of different ways like people use people are familiar with these because of 50 shades of gray basically that's what i was gonna say i think they're in 50 shades yeah yeah and basically like so you can use them in a fun kink context where like the dom puts them in you and he's like you have to hold them in there you know and if you drop them then you'll get a spank you know whatever (laughs) so it can be used in fun ways like that incorporated into play with a partner into kink play or it can be just you at home like just doing your your kegel workouts you know or you can put it in um, just if you're masturbating, if you're using a, va- a um, vibrator externally, you can have them in there because it creates a feeling of fullness and creates an awareness like vaginally, like internally, vaginally. So it can be used in a lot of different ways. Yeah. Um, you can like pop them in and do your chores around your house, like just to, you know, do a fun thing with yourself or to do that little, again, that workout. Yeah. And like you can do it either um, like that, or you can do like timed workouts with it, just like you would do reps lifting a weight. You can like be clenching on them, clench, clench ten times, and then relax, mm-hmm. and then you know. So you can actually do like a purposeful workout like that, or you can do like a casual workout, just kind of hanging out in your house, and every time they knock around, you'll clench. Like so, a lot of different ways. Interesting. To use the Kegel balls. Yes. And it's 100% silicone, so it's a really high quality product, and um, just don't use silicone lube with it. Okay. Yeah. Water. Water-based lube. Yeah. Use a water-based lube and it just cleans up nicely with soap and water. A mild soap and water. That is very cool. And I'm really excited <laughs> I don't have anything like this. This yes. is brand new to me, so I'm very excited. What do you think? Just a hot take. What do you think looking at them? Um, uh, it looks like something uh, that I will be interested in. I cool. think I know myself well enough. I think that I this is something that will be nice for me. Cool. <laughs> and I'm really, I am really excited. I do, uh, I love Kegels. I freaking love, just, I don't know, I think it's a fun thing to do. I yes. think it's great. Yeah, so you, you're you familiar, okay, yes. with using the Kegel muscles. Yes. Great. And, yeah, so I'm, I'm excited. I think, I think I'm going to be good at it. I'm going to. going to put that out there. I, yeah, I think I'm going to be very good at this, and I'm going to challenge Carly, and I'm going to be better than her. <laughs> We'll, uh, we'll bring them to our show and... Wear them for the full set. We'll wear them for the full hour show that we're doing. 
matching ones. I think that's very Uber and Clunk energy. Very. <laughs> oh my god. Well, thank you for letting me uh, indulge, oh, yes. indulge in thank giving you, you those. Me try these because yeah, this is this is awesome. Who knows? It might be something fun for you to use yes. in the future. And I'm a single woman currently. <laughs> cool. So that's also good Great. for you know being alone, being by myself. <laughs> Not having a partner currently, so something yeah. to something new and exciting that's not another person. Yeah, it's cool. Not gonna hurt me. Oh yeah, <laughs> won't talk back to you either. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> These Kiko balls will always text me back. That's yeah. That. <laughs> that's so, fat. so okay, if we're talking, if we're talking about sex toys, are you a sex toy user? Do you have some? Do you enjoy them? Um, not really. No, not anything exciting like this um just your like basic vibrator but it was given to me as like a joke like you know when you're like i'm i'm 18 and it's funny to have like a vibrator uh so that's context Mm -hmm. but then like you're by yourself and you're like well actually it's not funny (laughs) it's It's great fun (laughs) yeah um so that but beyond that no but it's not anything i'm against it's just something that like i haven't explored that at all I haven't like felt the desire to but it's it's not that I don't want to it's just like I haven't gone there I feel like I don't know yeah for sure um and that's fun um I mean that's kind of the idea when you like give your friend a vibrator as a joke like at a bachelorette party or something and you're all like ah ha ha what a funny joke but like the intention of buying somebody a novelty vibrator is that they will actually like when they're home later they're like oh yeah what am I even going to do with this thing? Oh, I don't know. And then you're like... <laughs> you're like, it's so dumb how it's you turn so it on and then it's like And this. then it's like working like really well in my hand and and how silly this thing is. <laughs> <laughs> it's so dumb. So dumb how it's now on my clitoris <laughs> and feeling lovely and, and <laughs> making yeah. me feel... I'm thankful for that friend. I mean, it's great. <laughs> I, I think... Um, I, I definitely am interested in using toys more with partners than by myself, I think. Okay, cool. I think... I don't know why. I don't. Maybe I'm still exploring the masturbatory side of sex, but... Yeah. I think I I think it's a good connection between people. I think it's really cool. Yeah, I'd love I would to, love to do more of that. That's great yeah. because a lot of people I feel like think the opposite. The toys are just for yourself when you're masturbating, and that like it's weird to bring a toy into the room with another person. Yeah. So I love that you don't you feel kind of the opposite that yeah. you're like no let's w- play with the toy together. I think it's great. I think it's like if I like it, I want to show you that I like it, and yeah. maybe you will also like it, or yeah. you'll like. Me liking it. Yeah. yeah. Or like seeing me like it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I think totally. it's fun. I think, yeah. Yeah, because I used to sell sex toys and um, like a, in a retail environment. And a lot of people would come in and be like, where are the couple's toys? And I'm like, well, first of all, every toy is a yeah, couple's toy. Yeah, every toy is a couple's toy. Legitimately. Yeah. Like every toy, you can have another person there with you, using it on you or with you or watching you use it or... It, like it doesn't have to have just two parts of it. That, yeah, it doesn't have to say couples toy on the box. You realize? Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. I guess. I mean, I see. I see the point of view that you're like, no, there's masturbation, and then there's uh, handcuffs, or you know, there's things that we use when we're together. And yeah. This no, is what funny. I use when I'm alone, and this is what we use when we're together. Yeah. Yeah. Or I a think... lot of people that are like, this is what I use when I'm alone, and we don't use anything together. Yeah. And I think it's a big, like, 
I don't know. I've, I don't want to blame it on age. I don't know. Maybe, like, the men that I see are... I mean, they're young. They're, they're 20s, but they're young people who are still exploring sex. And yeah. So toys are, like, completely out of their repertoire. It's, like, it's like even... That's just asking a little too much. It is. It is. You know, asking a hookup to be like, would you want to use this on me? It's like, I wouldn't even want to ask. Like, we can't even get past asking if he has condoms. Like, let's just take it one step at a time. Yeah. But... Yeah, I think I think it's like so foreign to them and that I don't even know if it would be something that would even turn them on or if it would be like a weird thing. It would feel like a foreign experience. Yeah, and I wouldn't want to be that girl that they go back to their friends and talk about that they're like, she insisted I used a dildo or something like that. It's like, I don't know. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So Do you get that vibe like from from hookups or from guys generally that they're just kind of like a little limited in that way? Yeah, sometimes I'm like, these are men who have learned how to have sex one way and they are not wanting to open their brain to do something different. Yeah. That's that's most men right now currently in their like early twenties that I And I hate to tell you that's that's a lot like most men Yeah. Close to their forties too. Oh gosh. I hate to tell you, Mary. (laughs) They don't change. They don't learn. But it's like sad because it's like you don't know what you're missing. It is like guys who like they're like I've never even, like, gotten near my own asshole. And you're like, dude, you're... Why? I mean, maybe you won't like it, but I've heard that it's a great experience. (laughs) Yeah. And what are you afraid of? It's your own body. It's your own body. Uh, Yeah. It's really a shame. It's a real shame. It is. And I do think it comes back to just the taboo of learning about it. And, Mm -hmm. yeah. And learning, not only, like, not learning about good not having good sex ed but reciprocally like only learning what they're they're supposed to do in their role as a man yeah you know like they're they're told to that they only can do these things or else they will look you know girly they will look gay yeah they will look you know like a mama's boy they will look like a sissy they will look like you know so they have this very limited box of things that are appropriate for them to do mm-hmm. um you know not to go on the plight of men um you know we obviously have been put in a box a big oh a oh, tiny, yeah. tiny little box for a much longer time um yes <laughs> a tiny woman. box that has no room for keeble balls inside of it <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> let me like, tell you yeah a tiny box where we're not allowed to come and it's we shouldn't even ask if we could give it a shot. No. If we could give it a shot. Can I give it a shot? Can, do you mind no. letting me come? Yeah. Do you mind? Do you mind trying this, please? Yeah. <laughs> but I think I think everybody is in a box. And that's what's so cool about stuff like Bedpost is like, wait, there's other ways to have sex. There's other ways that's not going to make me feel like I'm dirty for doing this. or I mean, yeah. you feel dirty, but in a good way. Dirty but, in a good way, yes. Good, but like, dirty. you know what I mean? It's like, oh. Like, stuff like these toys, and it's just like, I don't have to feel embarrassed to go to a sex shop and buy something like this for myself, because it's like, it's freaking awesome. Are we just going to pretend like it's not cool and fun and feels great? Yeah. So it's exciting. Yeah, like, at what cost, you know, are we not talking about all of this? Like, you know... The cost is our sex lives is like a fulfilling, um, like, you know, wide spectrum of pleasure, you know, like, so is the payoff really that good of like staying in these super strict roles as men and as women, like 
what's the payoff? Yeah, like, you look so cool when you swat <laughs> my hand away from your asshole. <laughs> <laughs> that just makes you look so manly. Oh, love that. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, he's like, masculine. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, you won't even let me touch your butt cheek because you're not gay. It's, like, yeah. insane. It's, I'm like... There's not even another man in this room. You don't look gay. Like, yeah, yeah. You, you know why nothing we could do in this room is gay? Yeah, because, because I'm, I'm a woman. woman. <laughs> uh, yeah, that whole thing, like, with, um, yeah, people thinking, like, because uh, I follow a lot of, like, pro-doms and other sex workers and mm-hmm. stuff on Twitter, right? So, like, you know, there's a lot where people are like, does pegging make me gay? Oh my God. Does pegging make you gay? Who Who is the person pegging you? Yeah. Like, do you know what makes if, you gay? If they're a man, man, then you're gay. Yes. And so what if you are? Who yeah, cares? yeah, and good, because that would probably mean you're a slightly better person, probably. Yeah. If you're queer. Yeah. Um. Or, yeah, or you can just enjoy it's better it. than your shitty cis sexuality. <laughs> okay, fair. <laughs> Why are you so scared to be gay? That's a whole other topic, but it's like, who gives a shit yeah. if you are? Misogyny, Or baby. if you just enjoy a dick in your ass and you don't want to date a man, who cares? Yes. Like, just freaking enjoy what you enjoy. Yeah. Like, truly, if, if more people focused just on the pleasure aspect of sex rather than how something is supposed to go down or how, you know, this whole thing is supposed to look mm-hmm. or it's supposed to be, like, if re- people really... And this is difficult to do. I'm not saying it's easy. It's definitely not as easy as I'm putting it right now. But if you could really just like shed all these preconceived notions of what, you know, us having sex is supposed to be and supposed to look like and like just start from a place of pleasure, like, who cares? Like, do it. If both of you are consensually enjoying what's happening, who gives a shit what they wear or identify hell. as outside of the bedroom? Because no one else is in there for you, or if there is, it's an intimate moment for whoever's there, and yeah. you're no one down the street when you're walking home is gonna know what just happened. So who yeah. gives a shit? Yeah. And even if they didn't know, who gives a shit? Yeah. I don't. I seriously don't care who anybody has fucked. You know what I mean? It's like it's never concerned me. Yeah. So why are you concerning yourself with what could? Do you find at your age that more people are kind of like open-minded as for, you know, like finding whoever is attractive, whoever you find attractive, like that it's less binary either with gender or with your orientation or even just how different relationship dynamics are? Do you find that more, more people your age are kind of cool with most things or not even? From Toronto, mm-hmm. yes. Mm. From my hometown, absolutely not. Right. Um, so it's more geographical, not like the age, the generation. But. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. I, but I think definitely they're more open-minded and ready to... I know a lot of open-minded people and a lot of people who are on the same page, but a matter of actually trying it is not as prevalent. You know what I mean? Like People are open to being in open relationships or exploring different partners or whatever like that but not a lot of people actually do it so I think it's a step there Hmm. but then I think there's a bit of a disconnect between in theory and in practice exactly kind of thing yeah and I mean I think I'm guilty of that I think but I mean it just it's you're retraining your brain to yeah to shed all that 
bullshit that we yeah. were taught yeah about the binary and whatnot it's yeah like, yeah you've got to literally relearn how yeah like starting from like 20 forward like you know age 18 age 20 going forward that's when you really do start your sexual education yeah you know because it's like you, then you're putting in you're starting to put in the reps put in the hours yeah. and like that's when real learning is happening right yes when you actually start doing it so yeah and I would say and I don't want to generalize but in my experience I think my friends who are female are much more open to it and my friends and partners who are male are still in that headspace of of like being a man sex yeah this is what a man and woman have sex and then that's it even though hookup culture is something that they're learning and understanding it's still in a box if that makes sense yeah like the PIV sex box. Like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We fuck, he comes, and good night. And if I come, it's a lucky day. And then, <laughs> it's a lucky day. And then, Ooh, what a lucky day for And me. then he calls an Uber, and then <laughs> I go home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then I go home, and then I use my Kegel balls. Yes. <laughs> Get out that novelty vibrator yeah. at a bachelorette party. And, uh... <laughs> but it is, okay, I will say that with hookup culture, and then also exploring sex, I think it is hard, because... When you have a long-term partner or something like that, someone that you feel more open with because you've just spent more time together, it's easier to say, hey, I want to try this, or I would be interested in this if you want to do this. With a hookup, it is hard because it's like, I just met this person, or I just started having sex with this person. I don't want to throw too many balls at them to juggle and then be like, use this toy and then also do this and then also do this. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's hard to balance that. Yeah. Uh, Getting what you want out of it while also being like, we did just start doing this together yeah for sure it's um because a lot of times there's like a learning curve actually Mm -hmm. you know for like two people having sex and like getting chemistry and then actually like doing all the things to get each other off like that often can take you know two three four five times or or plus you know Mm -hmm. to really figure out each other's bodies and like what you and also as you mentioned kind of breaking down those walls of like okay now i feel a little more comfortable to ask for something or to yeah. you know or to be like hey by the way not so much a fan of that but if you do this like this that that's where it's at or whatever you know mm-hmm. you're going to feel that much more inclined the more time you spend together so it's like yeah i feel like if great sex well i mean great sex can be great for different reasons like i can have great sex and not get off yeah, like, oh, you know, for sure. Because it can be, like, that fun, say if it's a hookup, it can be that fun hookup exciting energy of, like, passion and the kind of things we talked about before where it's kind of, like, that, that romantic dreams, dream sex where it's just, like, all passion. Yeah. But did I get off? No. But it was exciting, like, emotionally in that new, fresh, exciting way. Yeah. But it's, like, I feel like the physically good sex, like, where you're actually having an orgasm, like... Probably, for me anyways, does not happen with hookup sex. No, I think it's going to take a few times. Yes, for me, definitely. Yeah, and I think same over here. It's just, and, uh, but that's part of also knowing your own body so that mm-hmm. you can show someone else what to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But there's there's still a learning curve with new people. And... Yeah, even when I show somebody, they don't always catch on the yes. first time. But, I mean, and to be fair, even when people show me, I can't always catch on for the first time. You've got to understand the way that they react and the fair. way that things feel for them. Yeah, and that just comes with getting to know someone. So I, I think hookup culture is great, and I think it's a, like it's a great thing that people are being open with sex and being like, 
I want to have sex, you want to have sex, let's and have sex. we're both okay with it, so let's fucking do it. Yeah. I think that's a great thing that's happening. Yeah, agreed. But I also think there is value in a long-term partnership exploring that with someone. Definitely. And you can do both at the same time. And that's why I've chosen to do both at the same exactly. time. Because <laughs> I love this kind of sex, and I love this kind of sex. You get the best of both worlds. And girl, I will... get it. <laughs> <laughs> I will say so. You get to have both of those. Because there's a different level of excitement with both things. Definitely. A partner who you're like, okay, I can go home, and this person is going to know what I want to do. Yep. And then there's also the excitement of texting someone new or... Yeah. Yeah. Having that NRE. Yeah. <laughs> new relationship energy. Oh, yes. On the other part of it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, everyone should be poly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, every, everybody, go get you a everybody, few Everybody, go get please. you a few partners and get back to me and tell me how great it is. Uh, <laughs> the at gmail.com. Um, <laughs> Um, so we should be kind of wrapping up here, okay. Meredith. I, thank you so much for coming on the pod today. Thank you for having me. This was very fun. My exciting. absolute pleasure. And I hope you have fun with those Kegels. Uh, give yes. my love to Carly Thorne. Everyone tune in to watch our review <laughs> of these Kegels. It'll be fun. It's going to be great. <laughs> so why don't you tell the people, um, you're obviously a very funny lady doing thank a lot you. of, you're doing a lot of shows. You do a lot. So tell the people like... Either if you have shows coming up or like where we can follow you, find you so we can see what shows you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if you live in Toronto, um, Carly and I, as Uber and Clonk, are performing a full hour of original sketch. And we are directed by Aaron's husband, Matt. So that's very exciting. So that's going to be November 28th and December 5th. Awesome. And those are both at um, 8 p.m. So we would love to have you come What's the it. venue? The venue is Bad Dog Theater. So Great. that's Blue Resington, if you live in Toronto. Um, we, yeah, that's the biggest thing that we have going on right now. It's awesome. taking a lot of our time. Awesome, but awesome. we just got back from doing a few festivals. Very fun. So we're just, we're living it up. Can people follow you somewhere on social media? Yes, they can follow us on Instagram at Uber and Clonk. So that's Uber and and then K-L-O-N-K is Clonk. And then also on Facebook, we have an Uber and Clonk Facebook. It's just the same thing. Cool. And we'll update a lot on there. Yay! Okay, so for bedpostly things, um, not exactly sure when this is coming out, but we have a special... Uh, bedpost Halloween show uh, on Halloween night at Club M4. That's going to be really fun. And then we're going to be back to our usual third Friday of every month at 8 p.m. at the Social Capital Theater uh, in November doing our bedpost stage show. As far as uh, social media, if you're on uh, Facebook, you can do bedpost erotica. If you are on Instagram, you can do the bedpost podcast. If you prefer a website, you can do bedpost.ca. And if you, uh, once again, want to do the Patreon, you can do so at patreon.com slash the bedpost show. Um, oh, and also, uh, the YouTube that we mentioned, we are the bedpost sex show on YouTube. So you can check that out as well. And last but not least, one huge thank you goes to my good friend, Stephanie Copeland. She does all the original music for the bedpost podcast. And you can check out all her stuff at stephcopelandmusic.com. Thank you so much, Meredith. Thank you for having me. Oh my God, my pleasure. And everybody, we will see you next time with another fun uh, guest in the studio talking about sex and sexuality with me on the Bitcoin podcast. We'll see you then. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network.